Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us today in this episode of Student Perspectives, the podcast where we talk with student pharmacists about their unique challenges and opportunities presented throughout their professional journey. My name is Doug Lash, a fourth-year PharmD candidate at the University of North Carolina, Eshelman School of Pharmacy, and today we'll be chatting with pharmacy students from across the country, Jordan Fortunato, Elisa Mercado, and Dustin Moon. The topic today is about maintaining wellness as a PharmD candidate. We all know it is difficult to manage healthy relationships between classes, exams, jobs, extracurriculars, leaderships, hobbies, and dare I say it, fun and a social life. Today, we're going to have an open conversation among the four of us about how we stay well and even get into some tough subjects like when we weren't feeling so well. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, everyone. Hey there, Doug. Hi. Hey. Let's start with some brief introductions, including where you are in your student careers and a bit about your involvement with those things like work, extracurriculars, or leadership. Jordan, if you want to start us out. Sure. Thanks, Doug. So, everyone, my name is Jordan Fortunato. I'm currently a second-year pharmacy student at The Ohio State University. Uh, current interests include pursuing a clinical pharmacy residency, either in hematology, oncology, uh, health system administration, or critical care. Hey guys, um, my name is Elisa Mercado. I'm a third year pharmacy student at the University of New Mexico College of Pharmacy. And right now I'm interested in health administration, informatics, and women's health. Hi there, everybody. My name is Dustin Moon. I'm a fourth year pharmacy student uh, at South Dakota State University in Brookings, South Dakota. Uh, my interest at this time, hopefully pursuing a PGY-1 residency and then potentially a second year residency um, in either infectious disease, AMCARE, or emergency medicine. And Mike, my name is Doug Lash, a fourth year pharmacy student at UNC, and my interests lie within health system pharmacy administration, which I am applying to in residencies right now. So, Let's start off on a real note. Can you all share a time in your school career where you felt generally unwell and what kinds of things led up to that point? Yeah, I can go first. So for me, probably the time I think of with generally being unwell was during that transition period um, from in-person to virtual learning. Um, so the COVID pandemic kind of started um, halfway through the spring of my second year in school. Um, and it really was a shock to our pharmacy class. Over the course of our second year in school, we had all gotten pretty close, um, kind of had our friend groups. Um, and right from there to that abrupt transition of fully uh, virtual learning was pretty challenging. Um, couldn't really see people. If you did see people, um, you kind of felt unsafe because you just didn't know what was going to happen. And so I was pretty isolated from a lot of my classmates, really just had my roommates um, and my girlfriend at the time, now fiance, was with me as well. But other than that, kind of isolated from people, um, which really made it challenging for me to stay motivated um, to stay on top of my coursework and then continue to work as well. Student org meetings are a big part of our program's um, involvement. Um, and so students can see other um, student pharmacists at org meetings kind of in a relaxed setting um, outside of the classroom. And when those stopped meeting as well um, in person, it really made it challenging um, to transition that online as well. So 
And at that time, I was working at my hospital internship site in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, I still currently work there, uh, but at the time, it was really stressful because every time I would go to work, um, I was just concerned that potentially I could get exposed to COVID. So a lot of different things kind of uh, spring of 2020, I would say. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Dustin, um, just regarding the COVID situation with a lot of students feeling stressed. I know for me personally, I was going into second year and we were transitioning back into more in-person environment uh, from COVID. So I think on top of the curriculum changes, now we're taking more challenging courses compared to P1 year. Uh, There's a lot of pressure, I'd say, from a lot of students trying to catch up almost. Uh, being involved in extracurriculars or just uh, signing up for, you know, new leadership positions or applying for internships, trying to check all those boxes for residency almost. Um, So I definitely agree COVID did play a role with with a lot of students feeling stressed out. Um, So that was personally, that was the first time I saw myself being pushed to the limit, um, ultimately having to make some sacrifices, which typically was uh, wellness related. Yeah, I think COVID year really affected us all in really different ways. For me, it was mainly just coming back from a whole year of virtual learning and having to come back as a P3 student and kind of running the school in a sense, because I know as P1s, you're told to like apply for all of these um, kind of leadership positions and your second year, you're just like kind of like the vice president of everything, whatever you chose, and you're just learning what to do and kind of picking up things that you would want to start the next year or maybe not do or do differently. Um, Specifically, just for like, in like a lot of organizations, we have to like put a lot of clinics on and second year, we didn't do that. And so this year we had to put a bunch of clinics on, we had to make sure that every meeting was in person and like totally transitioned back. And I feel like as P3s, we hadn't done that as P1s. We were just following the crowd. So coming back and having to be a leader on all of that was really hard because I didn't realize how much stuff I was kind of in and had to like schedule to go to instead of just a quick online meeting. So like managing my time this year, plus my job, which was much harder to do because I had to like not just be at home going to school. I had like go to school and then pack my lunch and then go to work and then come back to school for a meeting. It was a lot for me to handle. And I feel like you learn those skills as a P1, but I kind of forgot all those skills. So I got really burnt out really fast from all the things I had to do. And like our first tests, I didn't do so well on. And I was really upset because we're schools first and everything else falls second as an experience. And as someone that wants to pursue residency, I'm trying not to like, I'm trying to have everything as like a checklist. Like I did this, this, and this, but like if something's lacking and I like didn't do so well, like that doesn't look so good. So just like knowing your limits, whenever people are telling you to try everything and to do everything, you just have to do one thing and like uh, do it the best you can. And then like really like talk about that experience and how it helped you. Cause I think just having a good answer from like one experience is fine for a lot of the questions they ask you. Not a bunch of like half answers from a lot of half experiences that didn't really benefit you. So I think just knowing when to say yes and when to say no was like really eye opening this year, but also um, just like, it just taught me a lot. <laughs> like I had to learn the hard way, but I learned a lot. 
Well, thank you all for being, you know, so vulnerable and sharing those experiences. Now let's talk about maintaining a balance through pharmacy school. Given the workload of a pharmacy student, which we're all aware of is tough, what is one thing you can do to set boundaries between responsibilities and fun? I can go first on this question. So I think making boundaries is kind of like, I kind of mentioned that earlier, but that's something that I think you should really um, try to work towards in the beginning when you're starting as a student. But honestly, it's really hard because for the first two years of pharmacy school, I kind of didn't know how to set boundaries. I was kind of just a yes man and said yes to every opportunity, every work opportunity, because I was luckily got an intern position at a hospital my first year. And so whenever we had like time off break, I was always there working constantly. And I think between working there all the time and saying yes to all these volunteering opportunities, I really got burnt out. And so I didn't really see my family or friends that much at all. Like I was telling them like, oh, I can't, I will, I'll see you next time. Like, and I'm very family oriented and I don't think that weighed on me until the end when I was realizing like I wasn't seeing my family and it wasn't like I wasn't happy. I was just kind of going through the motions. So I think when you're setting like boundaries, just like know what you like to do. Like if remember the things that you like to do in undergrad and make sure that you do that. Like if you want to spend time with your like family, no matter where they are, like make time for that phone call or if you want to walk your dog like you have time for that it doesn't seem like it but you do and then you feel so much better after you do something you like to do and I think just remember that it's okay to say no to some opportunities like a lot of leadership positions might pop up because maybe students don't want to do it and you I think you really have to look at the position and kind of realize what you're going to be able to do and like knowing yourself like does that really fit me or am I just saying this to put it on my CV so I just think to remember, like, it's okay to say no, make time for the things that you still like to do, um, no matter what it is. And just like, honestly, rely on like people around you. Like if you have a group of friends and, or like a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, and if you need to like help, it's okay to have help. You don't have to do everything by yourself in pharmacy school. So just remember that, that you have friends on this journey. There's a lot of students in your class that are probably like going through it with you. And it's, as soon as you talk about it, I think everyone just starts to like, kind of just mesh and say like, yeah, I have that issue too. And you come up with solutions together. So okay to be vulnerable, but it's okay to say no for yourself too. Yeah, I would really echo a lot of what you said, Elisa. Um, I know even as a P4, I still kind of struggle with this, uh, maintaining that balance between being on rotation and all those different assignments and responsibilities with uh, my personal life as students, especially in a competitive field like pharmacy. Um, we're kind of taught that we need to be involved in everything. And if we're not doing something at all times, then we're probably doing something wrong, whether that be like working, taking student org positions, um, or studying to keep our, keep our grades up. So over time, I think I've gotten better at being okay with um, not necessarily falling short, but like you said, Elisa, maybe saying no or taking a step back, um, just because it is unrealistic that we're going to be um, perfect in every facet of our of our lives and our pharmacy careers, um, and it does take a toll on your mental health. Um, 
when I was on the executive board for our student organizations, I know that was really a struggle for me as an exec board member, you know, we're kind of fielded with all the problems of people in committees or members of the organization don't get things done along with planning the events that are required for our positions. And so it really was challenging, um, especially going into like the fall of P3 year and trying to coordinate all these organization meetings in a virtual format, which we had never really done before. Like I mentioned before, my second uh, semester of my P2 year, we went virtual about halfway through, but we really didn't have any um, experience with doing that. So it really was a challenge to try to balance all these different things and then do a good job as well. And so I feel like I've gotten really good at um, taking time to myself. Um, it's not every day. It kind of goes, you know, ebbs and flows, um, whether that's, you know, listening to music, um, watching a show on like Netflix or Hulu. Um, I like to play video games, so I do that um, or just working out. Um, I try to tell myself I need to take, you know, X amount of time that I commit, whether it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes, taking that time to myself um, and not thinking about school or work or anything like that, just so I don't get burned out. So I've really tried to incorporate that over the course of you know, the last year and a half or so. Yeah, and just to follow up on that, a really great piece of advice from both uh, Elisa and Dustin. You know, burnout is so common, I feel like, with, with pharmacy students, and it's something that I personally am trying. I'm, I'm just a PT student, so I have a long way to go, and you know, I uh, still have a lot to learn, right? Um, but I will say one of the best pieces of advice that I've heard personally regarding just maintaining a healthy balance um, was actually from one of our SSHP meetings. We brought in a PGY2 critical care resident at the time. And one of my classmates asked about this exact question, how do you set boundaries between responsibilities and fun? And specifically, he just suggested committing to just one wellness goal and following through with that no matter what. And the idea here was just something small that, you know, like a smart goal almost. Um, this could be anything from just working out, say three times a week or going for a 20 minute walk every day um, reading a book outside of pharmacy topics, you know, before bed, cooking a nice meal for yourself. It really could be anything, but the idea behind it was to just start building a, a healthy routine um, that essentially just breaks up what feels like a never-ending workload within pharmacy school. So I found that that was a pretty interesting piece of advice coming from the resident, what, what he is going through um, and kind of his perspective on how to maintain that given, you know, the crazy schedule of the resident. It's great to hear, you know, some pieces that you guys have learned throughout your time as students from a P2, P3, and a P4's perspective. Considering the many facets of wellness, including physical and emotional health, what are some healthy lifestyle habits that you all have done um, to incorporate those into your routine? Yeah, so I can uh, take this one because it kind of relates to the previous point. Uh, so essentially, uh, I commit myself to to a strength training routine uh, four times a week, specifically after I attended that meeting. Uh, if I just told myself, hey, th this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to commit to this four times a week no matter what, and then also include at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity cardio a week, which is from the, the American Heart Association guidelines, so shout out to them. And also just watching how much I eat out as well. So essentially, yeah, just, just committing to one or two baby goals something that's ideally healthy, something that you enjoy doing so that therefore you can commit to it longer term. Um, and also just improves yourself, gets your mind off pharmacy, um, something, you know, you can, you can strive for every day to improve from yesterday. 
and like I said, just 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 calm down and relax. So for me, that was fitness, and and just to to add really quickly regarding time, because I know finding time to fit everything in is is always a struggle. Um, I just found that going to bed earlier and waking up a little earlier just helped me personally. I know not everyone's a morning person, um, but I feel like pharmacy school just made me a morning person in itself. Um, but I found like squeezing that extra hour before before class, just working it out, just getting it done, puts you in a better mental state for the rest of the day. Like, okay, I got this done. Now I can really focus on school. Yeah, so I totally agree with you, Jordan, about being a morning person because I am not a morning person at all. I am like a night owl for sure. But having 8 a.m.s consistently for like these past few years, I've had to turn into a morning person. There is no way <laughs> I can continue what I was doing before. So I've learned that I've had to like, I can't just wake up and go to school. Like I have to like do something, um, which kind of incorporates to the wellness. Like I joined, i um, going to like a gym and I usually go like at least twice a week right now, just cause I think having a bare minimum goal is doable. Like I can go twice a week, but if I try to do like three to five, there's no way, like, I know I can't do that right now, but going to the gym, like before class, like at 5am or 6am and then like slowly getting the day started I feel like a hundred percent better like you're like I think when you do have something done before class you do feel better like you're like okay I already on the train of like I'm doing something and now like I can conquer everything else I have to do that day so that was something that helped me um this year for like wellness just getting used to having to wake up early to drive all the way to school too is like um that was really hard to like do for me um but I also have um made time to like not look at my computer just because I know technically we have classes in person but there's still like we're still on our iPads and our laptops and some people still have zoom classes just because it was easier and we improved that it can happen I think um so I think just taking moments to not look at like my electronics because I'm just I get like tired of looking at it or I get so unmotivated like I've been looking at you all day and like it just makes me upset when I have to study and it's like looking at my laptop and so like I made like moments to like not look at it and so I got a new puppy and so I've been like playing with her more this year and that's actually made like a lot of help just like being able to go outside with her or like play with her or like do something that I wouldn't normally do and like taking a moment to just like not do anything like school related and like kind of just like for your mind and health is like it was like really nice because then after I play with her for like 20 minutes and I'm like, okay, let me get back to what I'm doing. And then if I get discouraged, like she's right there. So like, I just have to like pet her real quick. And then it's like, it's been like a really nice change this year. And then also I noticed that bringing like a water bottle to school every day changed my life because I'll know like if it's just wearing mask every day or like, I just get so parched and you don't really notice it. And I just think just having water with you just like, it makes you feel better just because like, I don't know, just like working so hard in your class and just like walking around and just being all this, like your, your brain's doing a lot of work and you don't realize it, but you need to like feed your brain. <laughs> so like having water is really nice. And so, yeah, those are kind of like things I do just make time to like not look at school, whether it's like playing with your dog or just like, you can watch Netflix. I can't watch Netflix because I'll get, I'll get zoomed in, but um. Uh, anything that you like to do, I think you have time to do. Just like make sure to like kind of plan it, just time management so you guys can do it.
Yeah, I would definitely echo the physical fitness component of uh, what both of you said. I know that was something I um, worked to improve in my life as well. Um, shout out Planet Fitness. Um, but yeah, I try to go two to three days a week, um, even if it's just like a short, you know, cardio session, 15 or 20 minutes, just something um, just to take like a mental break. And then for my physical health as well. Um, and I feel like that has really helped me. And then dietary as well. Um, I know it's really easy to fall into the trap of fast food, especially when you know, classes are busy and you have org meetings and there's so much going on and you don't want to cook, um, or eat good food. Um, but I feel like when I eat healthier, um, I feel better about myself. I don't feel as guilty that I'm eating fast food. And then in general, I, I just feel physically better as well. Um, so trying to take time, whether it's, um, either meal prepping or just trying to like plan out your meals and cook healthier food. Um, it's definitely hard at first, um, but over time it gets to be a lot easier and then you feel better about yourself and, it kind of incorporates into the physical fitness part of it as well. As far as on like a daily basis, one of the easy things I've kind of incorporated, um, I just do like a self-reflection. Um, usually before I go to sleep at night, I try to think of one positive thing that I accomplished that um, on any given day. Um, a lot of times they're really small goals and that does sound kind of corny, whether it's, you know, studying for a half an hour, taking a quiz, completing an assignment, cleaning your apartment, whatever it is. I've tried to tell myself, you know, I achieved one thing today because it's easy to get overwhelmed with all that we have going on with jobs and organizations and studying and everything. Um, and if you don't have those tangible goals, sometimes it gets a little bit overwhelming. And so I've tried to tell myself what is one thing, positive, one positive thing that I did today. Um, just to kind of show myself, you know, you did things, even though you might not necessarily think so. Uh, and I think that's really helped me um, in my mental health and kind of helped me keep track of what I need to get done in the short term and then prioritize my my goals. So I like it, you guys. Dustin, I'm a Planet Fitness, um, you know, connoisseur as well, because, you know, 10 bucks a month, I can do that. One other thing I would like to add is actually free through ASHP, and that's the Headspace app that I've been able to use to get better sleep, to fall asleep faster, and, you know, we all know how important our sleep is, so that's just, you know, a little thing I would like to add. Next question is, what are some ideals that your student societies have utilized to prioritize student wellness? I can start with this one. Um, so for our student or student organizations um, at SDSU, we actually have a committee that's solely committed to self-care activities. So we have two co-chairs that kind of head that committee. Um, and really, they just put on different events throughout the year to kind of decompress from school and focus on ourselves. So they've done um, like board game nights, movie nights, uh, meditation and yoga nights, different things like that uh, to try to have students like I said, decompress from school and then interact with students in kind of a fun way, in a lighthearted way, instead of, you know, studying and all that fun stuff. So um, I think the self-care committee has done a really great job of keeping those events um, available to students um, and accessible as well. And just trying to find time to attend those events, I feel like has really helped me. And then in general, our organizations, um, they do try to do professional events and then also balance that with social and fun events. Um, so we've had um, volleyball nights, um, and then ice skating events as well, um, where students can come. Uh, they just pay a fee, you know, for the ice skating rink or volleyball is free through the school and just do some physical activity um, just to try to take a mental break from school and then focus on physical wellness as well. Um, so those would probably be the two things that our organizations do at, our, at my school. Yeah, just to follow up with that, I think, you know, in general, dog wellness is kind of a trendy topic nowadays, which is great to see in pharmacy school. Uh, I think it's taken well by a lot of students and professors 
But I know specifically for our local colleges, SSHP chapter, uh, we've established a chair bonus position. And essentially, his or her job is, is just promote and schedule frequent wellness activities every month for the students. So we call them like November, December, take a break events, obviously depending on the month. But, but these events typically range throughout the year. Um, we could sometimes go to a local bar together, grab drinks. Uh, I know Halloween, we decorated pumpkins together. Or just, you know, another idea we did was, was write cards for local hospitals. So like I said, these events are always well-received by, by both students and faculty members, and, and I think are great ways to connect uh, with fellow students. So, Dustin, it's really cool that your school has, like, a ch- kind of like a whole chair for that, because I don't think we had one at UNM COP. I know we have a new chair called an integrated mind that's started up over COVID for this reason to keep our mental health and wellness like alive, basically. Um, So they're like picking that up off the ground. They haven't done like too many things, but I'm really like excited to see like how that chair goes because there's a lot of people in it because it is it's a big topic that people are paying attention to and kind of prioritizing like for students that like our mental health is like valid. And so I think it's really awesome that a lot of colleges are doing this now and just giving us opportunities. Um, but something that our um, like SSHP chapter did, they paired us with um, a first year student. We've done this for two years now. And so they kind of made it to where like you had a friend to talk to, to like navigate pharmacy school, whether it's kind of like advice for a class or like, let's just go hang out at the local brewery or a coffee shop or anything like that, just to talk. And I think that was really nice because as the P1s that came in during like the Zoom year, they didn't have the typical year where they got to go in person and talk to like their own classmates and they didn't even get to talk to like the P2s or P3. So they had like, I feel like that's like a really important bonding year for a lot of people. So we had got paired with a P1 based on our interests. We answered like a, um, like a sheet, a Google sheet and we got paired off that way. Um, and so we were able to like, talk to students that like we probably never would have talked to because of Zoom year or like um, get to know someone that could have like got in contact with someone. It, I don't know. It was a really lot of like, um, I guess, networking within our own college. And that was really cool because the girl that I got paired up with my first year, she had a lot of questions for a lab over first year. And I was really glad I was able to help her because she didn't come from any of the big colleges. So she didn't know anyone. And I was kind of like her first friend. And I was like, I was like, I felt bad because she didn't know who to ask for help. And she only had me. So I was really glad that we had this program for them and that we were able to like keep doing it. Um, And I still talk to her all the time. So that's really cool. And I've met her for the first time. I was like, this is crazy. (laughs) We've been talking for a year and I didn't know what you look like. But yeah, that's just something we did was just kind of pairing with a P1, with a P2 or P3, and sometimes P4s, depending who wanted to do it, just to give them someone to talk to you about like anything. And I think that just gave them more confidence to just like be in the program, but also just like know that it's okay to be stressed out. Like we're all stressed out and this is how we like kind of navigated it. Like if they had questions. So kind of just like something that we did at our school. That's great to hear how our local chapters are, you know, uh, prioritizing mental health through all those different kinds of events. Do you guys have any advice for other pharmacy students regarding ways that they can put their own wellness first while navigating their pharmacy curriculum? Yeah, I feel like I keep saying the same thing just because it's like uh, 
kind of like important like that's my way of doing it but it's just like don't procrastinate is my number one thing is because I am the like ultimate procrastinator and I had to like learn that the hard way to not do that because I think if you do something like even like Dustin said for like 30 minutes a day you don't realize how much you can get done in 30 minutes like so when you just sit there I think just having the wall of like overwhelmness of like oh my gosh I have like five classes to study for like I don't even know where to start on like the first day you're lectured so many things so I think if you just like look at it like a 30 minute goal or like I'm just going to tackle one thing tonight and you realize if you're doing that every night you're getting a lot done and so like when you're leading up to a test you're like oh my gosh I already looked over all this stuff really I'm like I'm on top of it so not procrastinating is a big thing even if you feel like you're not doing a lot you are and like whenever you're not procrastinating I think that leaves time for you to really enjoy yourself so like if you have a hobby like to go like play tennis, play soccer, to take a nap, go out to eat at a restaurant that you don't usually go to. Like you do have time for those things, especially if you're not procrastinating. I think a lot of people procrastinate and then they have like guilt or like they're not procrastinating and they still have guilt. Like I can't take a moment for myself. Like there's no way I I just can't do that. But I think if you're not procrastinating, staying on top of your schedule and like time management, like you do have time for those things and your day becomes like way more manageable. And I think just like realizing that quickly and as fast as you can and like making like the best schedule that you can for yourself, um, you'll realize that like you don't feel as guilty as you actually do. So like just make time for yourself and don't procrastinate everything and just like make sure to keep all the hobbies that you like to do, like make that a priority for yourself. Make having fun and your wellness a priority just as much as school. Yeah, I definitely relate, um, Elisa, to that point you you made about um, having guilt even when you are doing things. Um, I know I kind of alluded to this before that I still kind of struggle with work-life balance, and I really think it does come down to that guilt that I feel. Even if I've been working on stuff all day, if I do take time to myself, there's a, an internal struggle that I have that I'm like, oh, I should be doing more. I could do a little bit more and get a little more done. So really, it's a struggle that I feel like a lot of people probably deal with on a daily basis because um, we want to be like uber productive like all the time. But in general, I think the biggest way people can focus on their wellness is to just um, make it a priority. Um, like you mentioned before, Lisa, you know, our mental health and our uh, wellness is valid. Um, it's something to consider and take into account when you're planning for a day and things. So whether it's with school or your internship site, um, or if when, you know, once we are all graduated and working as professionals in the, in the field, you know, we, we have the potential to get burned out. Um, so really building these um, foundational habits now um, and having these habits that are positive and how to combat that burnout and focus on our wellness is really important. Like I mentioned before, um, just kind of prioritizing that mental health um, and taking time to yourself, even when it's challenging, and then being okay with uh, with not doing stuff all the time, um, which I'm still working on today, and it's a work in process. But as long as we try our best, you know, that's all we can ask for. Yeah, honestly, couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, I think both you guys had really great uh, piece of advice. Um, I think baby steps are huge. Um, as well as just getting started. I think that's one of the biggest, if not the biggest struggle a lot of students face is just getting started when they know they have all these tasks and responsibilities going on. Um, but something, you know, if you're anything like me, I, I live by my calendar essentially. So something that I worked or that I found that worked for me was just 
um, establishing a deadline or reward for something or even both. Um, so I would, I would create a calendar event, say, Hey, do this by this date essentially. And then I would reward myself for that. Um, so I guess just specifically my friends and I, we, so we signed up for our first Spartan race last year. Um, so we have marked it down in our calendars and, and just committed to ourselves that no matter what, we're going to finish this race. And, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not a huge runner. I, before the race, I never ran more than two miles at once. But, you know, it was, it was a mental reminder every day seeing that deadline that, okay, I don't want to be that one guy who doesn't finish the race. And I think going with a team helped a lot with that as well because you can really push each other. You can train together and, and you know, finish the race together. So whether it's fitness, whether it's not, I think just, you know, long story short, my it, my close friends and I really, really found it beneficial when we established those deadlines or rewards even. Um, and we really work together. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, in a broader sense, wellness is unique for every person, but, but setting those short-term goals and committing to them makes it a lot easier when you're trying to improve physical, emotional, and even social well-being. Well, thank you all for sharing all of that incredible advice. I think we can all pick some pieces of that and take them with us. And I think we can all agree as a take-home point that wellness is not a steady state that we can always maintain. There will be many times throughout our pharmacy careers and beyond where you will feel like um, you just want to give up. I know I've been there. Our conversation today highlighted a bit of that in our personal lives, in addition to ways that we have picked ourselves up and kept moving toward the ultimate goal of being the best future healthcare providers that we can be. And that's all the time we have today. I wanna to thank Jordan, Elisa, and Dustin for joining us to discuss pharmacy student wellness and the importance of prioritizing your health throughout pharmacy school. If you haven't before, I encourage you to check out ASHB's student resources, where you can find the Headspace app that is offered for free through ASHB, as well as other member-exclusive offerings, such as targeted materials on career transitions for students, information on residency, and research tools. Be sure to also check out the Student Connect community where you can exchange ideas with your peers. Thanks again for tuning in for this session of Student Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation and be sure to subscribe to ASHP Podcast through your favorite podcast provider. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.